This episode is brought to you by Magical Butter. The Magical Butter Machine is the world's first countertop botanical extractor designed for creating fantastic recipes, infusing the essence of healthy herbs into butter, oil, grain alcohol, lotions, and more. Go to MagicalButter.com and enter the promo code WEEDANDGRUB for 20% off at checkout. MagicalButter.com Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. What up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? I'm really excited. Happy Comic-Con week. Happy Comic-Con week. How are you? I'm great, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to Weed and Grub, everybody. This is a podcast about weed. And grub. And food. And sex. And pop culture. And Comic-Con. There's only one guest we could drop on Comic-Con week, and that's Heather Newman. This is a very special episode with Heather Newman, because she has a panel at Comic-Con this weekend, so we had to drop this to uh, say, what's up? If you're going to be at Comic-Con, make sure you check it out. And also, she's just like a great friend and wonderful all-around person, so I'm so glad to have her as our guest. Talented business person. Yeah. One of the biggest, smartest minds I've met since I moved here. And she's an incredible writer, and she posts all the time on her blog and at Medium and stuff, and she's also an amazing theater director. Uh, there's so much. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. Okay. But, like, but okay, so to start with Comic-Con, mm-hmm. it's such a big deal to be asked to do a panel. Like, everyone wants to do a Comic-Con panel. Yeah, it's huge. And this is actually her second year doing it. I went last year. So she knocked it out of the park, and then yeah. they were like, you must come back. Oh, please come back. Oh, please. Um, so this year, she her panel is on Sunday, July 21st at 1.30 in Room 2, and it's called Reflections of Ourselves in Our Superheroes. And it's about how to ignite conversations of diversity, inclusion, and social justice in the world of comics. Fucking cool. Fucking cool. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. I am happy that she is somebody tackling that issue because yeah. I would rather listen uh-huh. than lead that charge. Listen and learn, right? Listen and learn. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go and watch and learn. And she had an amazing panel last year. Taboo from the Black Eyed Peas was on it. Um, I was in San Diego with her for that weekend and I met Bootsy Collins. Like She's just a, a, kind of the perfect person to hang out with if you ever want to be having a great time. Yeah. Heather Newman. Yeah. Force of nature. Force of nature. Creative Maven. Yes, Creative Mavens. So that's her uh, business. Can uh, I read what it says on the Twitter for Creative Mavens? Yes, please do. It's at Creative Mavens. Personal development, strategic marketing, and Brad brand Brad <laughs> and, <laughs> and Brad, Brad and Brad <laughs> and she consults on Brad's. Oh, so if your name is Brad, go yeah. to Creative Mavens <laughs> and reach out and just be like, "Hey, I'm a Brad, and I need some strategy in my life." <laughs> Perfect. So niche. Yes, very niche. But you know, she she really does well at it. Like, She's got a knack. Yeah, many Brads co-sign her. Uh-huh. Yeah, a all knack. the Brads. A Brad knack. She's got a Brad knack. <laughs> brand will... cons. Oh. I can't even say it. Brand, brand consultancy. Brand consultancy. That is kind of hard to say. But we got there. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> we're good. She's uh she's just a leader in a lot of fields, and I. It's not that I'm envious. It's that I didn't know that somebody like her exists. She has an incredible background. Background. See, we're both. Come on. We. She has an amazing Brad, background. Brad ground. A uh, Brad ground. <laughs> she has an incredible background. She started off as an artist in theater, and then she parlayed that into this amazing. Um, she married it with tech, basically. And then she created this uh, business called Creative Mavens where she uses all of her knowledge about all of the things, being a performer and being an artist and being strategic and also just knowing everything about all of the technological things. And she will help you find your why. She'll help you identify exactly what you need to sort of just move forward and get bigger and stronger and better. And she also will help you be a better person, to be honest. She's a huge litmus test for me. I always check in with her when I'm like worried about something. She's a great sounding board, so... That's I everything. I mean, Microsoft co-signed her. Microsoft MVP. Yeah. On the global stage. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She travels the globe in Microsoft. Yeah. Like to have any company of that sway mm-hmm. co-sign you. Yeah. Sign me the fuck up. She. Yes. Well, you you and I both are signed the fuck up. We are so excited to just present this uh, very special up with Heather Newman. Oh, you already want to get to it? Oh, I don't know. What else do we have? <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to get to it. I know. You wrapped that thing up so perfectly. I oh, don't know what? why I had to derail it. No, it's okay. Before we go, uh huh. 
I just want to talk a little bit about her podcast because yes. it's dynamite. I jumped the gun. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it's because you're a maven. Oh, yeah. Maybe so. Because oh. you do it better. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. That's the name of her podcast, Mavens Do It Better. She talks with leaders in their industry about what makes them leaders, how they tick, what works, really how the globe runs. Mm-hmm. That's what I love. I want to be on the inside of that. And yeah. so to listen to her podcast and hear her talk with those people makes me feel like I have a better understanding of how the world really works and how I can use those tools to make my world better. That's awesome. Fucking mavens do it better. Heather Newman's the shit. Heather Newman is the shit. I have known Heather since I moved to the United States and I've just been on some wild rides with her. We went to Burning Man together, for God's sake. I mean, we've been to the moon and back, so... It's really exciting to have her as a guest. And it's so special that she's got this uh, fucking awesome thing happening at Comic-Con. Again, that's Sunday the 21st of July. She'll be at Comic-Con at 1.30 with her panel on diversity and inclusion and social justice in the world of comics. Mm, fuck yeah. You ready to get to it? <laughs> yes. Now? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so here, without further ado, is our interview with Heather Newman of Creative Mavens. So we have so many things to talk about because uh, you and I have known each other like our whole adult lives, it basically feels like. Yes. And also, I don't know, you just do all of the things. So <laughs> like, didn't all you of them. just this year go to like 82 different countries and five continents or something? Uh, it was a lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, India, uh, South Africa, New Zealand, little New York, which is its own country in a way, I guess. Um, yeah. And I was just in London and... Vegas and Seattle and yes. So. Good heavens. Yeah. That is so many places. Yeah. Not, not just for little sightseeing extravaganzas, uh, speaking and working and doing all that fun stuff too. So yeah. Fucking wild. Are you getting a message out at each of these? You're there to get a message out. So you're like covering the world with a message you believe in. Is that what's happening? Yeah, for sure. I, I think that, well, I work in technology and I work in social justice and I was a theater major so it's this ball of talking about how people can be their best selves and I talk a lot about diversity and inclusion and my why is to spread joy and connect people so that's why I get up out of bed and I've got myself into this really amazing place where I get to talk about that with people and how they run their businesses and how they can be nicer to each other and how they can not have fear and toxicity be their workplace. And I'm super passionate about that because I hate seeing people be assholes to each other. So I've kind of made it my mission to tackle those things. And I have worked in technology now for 20 years in and around Microsoft. So it's been fun to be a technologist and a marketer and then a speaker and uh, be able to talk to people about their lives. So. Yeah. Yeah. For a living, you like travel the world and tell people how to do better. Basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. It's so cool. It's yeah. so cool. And helping people find their why. I mean, that's something that I'm really fascinated with right now because uh, we, we talked about it, I think, for the first time with our guest, Brad Bogus, uh -huh. and then heard from people who were like, this is this is what I'm interested in right now. Like people are really like seeking that sense of purpose and trying to figure out why they're getting out of bed. And mm -hmm. I've been trying to sort of redefine what mine is because for a very long time it was like, I act. That's it. Yeah. I'm an actor. That's why I get up. Yeah, I remember. That's why I do everything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's how we met was when I was an actor. Yeah. Yeah. Mary Jane, I'm going to have to say, was this still this light, gorgeous. She's such a good actor, actress, you guys. And it's just amazing, first of all. Thanks. And she was the lead in a play that I wrote, an adaptation of The Yellow Wallpaper, which is a really creepy wonderful novella that's 18 pages long about a woman's descent into madness after having a baby postpartum depression it's one of the first feminist novels written in the united states turn of the century and she played charlotte the lead character it was fucking brilliant like <laughs> ser no seriously you were <laughs> so anyway so it sidebar was, but yeah yes yeah, it was a fucking huge <laughs> sidebar it was a big part of my life fucking awesome and i love doing it and i also took my top off in that show she did i've yes, got I good did. pictures of you the promo picture was this of her it's uh, of her back and she's looking over it so sexy there's a little side boob in there yeah there yeah. was a side boob yeah for sure for sure and that was it yeah i ended up taking a job as an editor and then moved into writing and then moved to la yeah and now i'm in la and i'm like oh what am what 
wait, I've lost that I act. Why? Right. And now I'm sort of like figuring this new phase of my life out with, you know, like now I now I podcast and now I write. Yeah. But I miss the simplicity of that. Of knowing who you are? Of knowing who I am. Every moment I like open my eyes and look at the ceiling and go, today is, I act. But I took a workshop with you where you were trying yep. to f- help me figure out what my new yeah. thing is. Yeah. Can you like talk us through a little bit of how you did that for me? Because it was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it was yeah. sort of like going to a really in-depth an- analytical session. Yeah, I kind of... Like good coach. I'm not very surfacey. Yeah. You know, I tend to go deep in everything I do. Kind of like fierce in all the things like love and... Oh, work and all of that stuff, which makes me a little intense, I think. But that's all right. Sometimes you got to live in a tent. But anyway, <laughs> um, so uh, the personal brand is what you and I did. And mm-hmm. we talked about, you know, what is your why? Mm-hmm. Also, like how you start your day. I think there's a big thing in how you start your day. What's your ritual? What's your morning activation? Like, how do you get out of bed? And can you do something every day for yourself that starts you off well? Um, and then just talking through really who you are and what you want. I think people think they want one thing, but then they're doing something else. And how do you bring those things together to make them one thing? Um, and then also it's how you put yourself out into the world in all the different ways you can. Do you know Maslow's hierarchy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Self-actualization. Super obsessed with it. Okay. I am as well. And I believe that Maslow's hierarchy of need, RuPaul and Brene Brown are the keys to the world. So there you go. Word. Um, I know who RuPaul and Brene Brown are, but I don't know that this other person you guys are talking about. Maslow is a a psychologist um, who uh, back in this, uh, back in the, I think in the sixties it was where, and I think actually actually even earlier, but there's a pyramid that basically talks about there's four levels of what you need to become self-actualized, which is the top, right? The top of the pyramid. And so the, the bottom is basics. It's like food and uh, shelter and water and that kind of stuff. And it goes up to having friends and relationships. And then it goes up to having like self-respect and uh, being acknowledged by your peers, right? And so to me, that is something that I actually am using when I work with people on the personal brand and also in their businesses, looking at what are the and I like to call them power skills, not soft skills. You know, on your resume, it's like, what are your soft skills? And I'm like, fucking scoop an ice cream? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, I, just, I hate that, right? Yeah, it's, it's like, belittling to the things that really yeah, matter. Yeah, and it's right. almost like those are the most important things, right? Yeah. It's communication and leadership and how to uh, solve problems and your communication skills and presenting and all of those things. To me, those are fucking power skills, right? And we don't always take the time to work on those. And some of them are kind of like, I don't know, equated to me to talent. Like you kind of have talent or you have star quality or you don't. Mm -hmm. Now, you can learn a lot of things and you can work really hard and layer that on top of it. And it's a fucking awesome cake, right? Mm. But for me, it's looking at somebody's brand and how they want to put themselves out into the world and looking at that hierarchy of need and going, what does your life look like? Are you, where are you in this pyramid? And where are you really? Let's get down to it, mm. you know, because most of the people are like, oh, I'm fine. And whenever I am, I'm fine. I get into my high fuss. I'm fine. I'm fine up here. <laughs> is it because you're full of hot air and helium yeah. yes, is lifting you up? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Yeah. So, so anyway, so I just think that sort of in that personal brand thing is something I use as a touch point to help people get closer to that self-actualization and figure out, you know, what are you not doing and what are, you know, what are you really not doing or what do you want to do that... Um, what's the goal that you're reaching to? My therapist said to me a couple of years ago, she was like, yeah, it's simple, but it's not easy. No. And you need to hear these very clear, distilled down principles from someone that you, and you know, sometimes like, I mean, that's what, you know, the Dalai Lama does, you know, he just distills wisdom down into a sentence that you can understand. Mm-hmm. So it's the same deal, you know, with anyone who's really yeah. good at like helping people like, yeah. And I think in a coaching way, right? If you look you, at this like self-help motivation space, if you will, I'm fascinated by this. Likewise. I oh, Seth Godin, all of them. Oh my God. Yeah. Yep. I love it. Right. Mm. That man, but anyway, um, wait, who <clears throat> the guy who sometimes I show you his daily blog, and sometimes you roll your eyes, and other times you're like, Oh, there's some good points in here, yeah, 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 and I like him, yeah. Did I go up here? I did, he's um, okay, yeah, I'm he's okay. A little bit I... of shade, I'm like, Eh, you, you, you have too many, uh, you have you have an answer for everything, and you refuse to be wrong, and I don't really buy that, yeah, that's my problem with somebody with, with a lot of thought leaders, is yes. like, Yo, a little humility 
would go a long way for me to buy into what you're That's talking about. That's why everyone loves Keanu so much. Totally. Yeah. Well, and it's like the repitas, por favor, in a way. It's like, I've seen keynotes. I get to see a lot of people speak, right? Mm-hmm. I've seen Guy Kawasaki. I've seen Seth. Oh, shit. Wow. I've seen... I, I can go on and on. I mean, I've been in technology um, conference production. I did that for like 10 years for Microsoft. So I had the headset on. I was pushing Mr. Gates on stage. All that kind of stuff, you know, like for a long time. So eight tours of duty, 25 shows a year. You I'm know, sorry, spending... that's Bill Gates you're referring to, yes. that you actually I, physically pushed onto stage. I, I, it, well, I didn't push him, but I, you know. But you like, helped yes, him. Yes, yes. I was, I was the keynote handler and I, Amazing. I've demoed to him once um and i kept touching him actually i've written about this where i kept i was talking and i was so nervous and i kept touching his arm and then i'm like and then my in my head i'm like oh my god heather 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 stop fucking touching bill gates you know oh my god oh my god stop and i couldn't stop and i was like finally i stopped and i was like i'm so sorry i keep touching you i'm really nervous i'm really excited and he was like oh it's okay he's like but see the guy behind you and i was like yeah and he's like watch out for him and i was like and he's, he's like, I'm kidding. It's fine. He's like, but he is my bodyguard. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> he was so lovely. And then another time when I saw him again, hi, Heather. How are you? Every time. And that's, yeah. Yeah, like cool. on, class. On point class and love what he and Melinda do in the world. Like big ups to them. So anyway, yeah. keynotes, people that I've been seeing. So like some people come on like an unbelievably authentic, just telling their stories. This amazing. And I saw... Seth speaks, Seth Godin speak a couple of times, and it was sort of, it was the exact same keynote, like, and it just feel, felt phoned in to me, and I asked him a question, because I was sitting up front, and his answer was kind of like, meh, meh, and mm. I was pissed, I was like, he's all like, be a disruptor, do this, you know, get in there and do that, and I'm like, okay, uh, I'm a disruptor, I'm thinking in my head, and you know, uh, my mouth has gotten me fired from things, and my pushy blah this, and you're too much, Heather, and you're a heavy crown to wear every day, because you speak your mind and are direct, and you're a woman, and you know, ah, could mm-hmm. I go on? Yeah, I could. So I asked a question about that, and he was very much, he's like, oh, you know, just keep going, and you know, keep trying it, and do it, and yeah, and I was like, fuck you, you know? I mean, I'm asking a real question, because I was struggling with something, and he kind of gave me the... You know, and I and it made me angry, and so it makes me not want to. Mm. Yes, listen to him. And the thing is, is there's so many choices. Somebody, Tony Robbins, Brene Brown, whoever, you know, Zig Ziglar, all Gary V, Gary V, all these wonderful people, gents. Uh, Ferris. Yeah, Ferris Bueller. Chris Ferris, right? Oh. <laughs> Ferris, <laughs> Ferris Tim Bueller. Ferris, Tim Ferris. Tim Ferris. <laughs> Tim Ferris. Tim Ferris. Tim Ferris. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's the thing about that's kind of cool is that. You know, your cup of tea can be, you know, you look, you spread all those people out on a window and you're like, oh, you know, somebody's mm-hmm. gonna be like, I like that person because they speak to me. It may be a lot of the same stuff and it kind of is in a way, but everybody's got a different take on it. And I, I like that. You know, mm-hmm. there's people that I find probably that I, back in the day, like I love Tony Robbins and I went and did that. I spent the money and I went to business. You, d- you did the whole camp. <laughs> yeah. I did a business mastery. Yeah. For five days in Vegas. And it was awesome. In many ways. And then it also, I was like, that's it. Yeah. But that man is the most magnanimous person on the earth that I have ever met. Hmm. That dude looks at you and you're like, and he does it at least five times during the time you're together. Like, like, yeah, I'm putting up my little fingers like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. and you're just like. Uh, is it paralyzing is it or do you get intimidated by that kind of like is it the kind of eye contact that's meant to break you so that you hear his voice deeper maybe i don't know to me it wasn't that it was more of like i see you i got you like that's awesome that's really nice you're here with me wow which i was like wow if you can do that to the 1500 people in the room that paid a thousand dollars to be here (laughs) i like that's that's some power and of course, that's how he does what he does. And he's like, yeah. he's empathic. He's intuitive. He's got all the things that people who do this sort of work have. But he's also, as of recently, I think, been revealed to become like problematic in, yeah. in some ways, uh-huh. right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. possibly even low-key abusive. Yes, yeah. So and you have to be careful, yeah. obviously, with your power and yeah. your ways. And those cult-like figures, I yeah. mean, you know, like mm. that that power and charisma, is, it's really easy to wield with a heavy hand and hurt people. Yeah, absolutely. The the uh, thing I was reading about this morning before we had this interview was, um, what is it called? Something para- analysis paralysis uh-huh. and how there's so many options. And so everything you're talking about, it's like, these are 
to me such obvious questions to ask yourself and put pen to paper and write down Mm -hmm. but the paralysis of so many fucking options out there and not knowing what the right choice for yourself is is terrifying yeah right yeah and so is that kind of one of the keys that you hone in on is like yeah. helping me find keep it my, simple stupid keep it simple stupid because okay. i can get fucking overwhelmed yeah. with my own brain first of all i love the kiss method hands down mm-hmm. in many ways and um there's five steps i do i go through five steps with people to keep it simple you know and the writing down bit to me is huge i think when you to put pen to paper it's different than tippity typing on a computer you know and so i feel like you know we wrote you know when i asked yeah. we wrote things out yeah, and, and you advocate then, for like morning pages from yep. Artist Way, mm-hmm. right? Julia yep. Cameron's whole yep, absolutely. thing. Absolutely. So I think that you know, it's when you're looking for help. I think that it's about you know, does somebody have a, a methodology? Do they have something to tell you that's beyond just read my book and figure it out? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I you know I love putting quotes on Instagram and I can tell everybody all day long to go read Daring Greatly by Brene Brown which is a great fucking book that everybody should read. It was my housewarming gift from you. Yes. Yeah. And the thing is those things are great and I love doing them but I think there's also getting down to it and to me that's where I want to live with my business and what I work with people on. If all you need to do is figure out the three things you want to do in the morning over and over again for the next 66 days to make a habit out of it check that box. Ooh. Wow. I just Ooh. got chills. I just got well. fucking chills. Well, seriously, like, I am allergic to self-help shit. I truly am. I have yeah. always been allergic to self-help shit. Yeah. You know, my mom was kind of into Anthony Robbins. I had someone try to give me an Eckhart Tolle book a while back. Uh-huh. Like, I've always been fucking allergic to it. You're the yeah. only person who can tell me any of this stuff, and I fucking buy it. Like, seriously, you well, have that magic power. Thank you. You that's really good. do. Well, that's the, so I am someone that you, out of the, you know, the spaghetti on the wall, I'm your string that's up there that you like, <laughs> yeah. you know? Right? It's true. I mean, it's also just because I love you personally. We've well, gotten yeah, high yeah. together at Burning Man. Well, no, totally. But, like, I mean, that self-help stuff. And like, also, I'm not full of shit with you either. Like, that's I'm not, it. I'm not... I feel like that's it because (laughs) no, but I will listen to you all day long about it. And it's so funny because I know that it's not just because we're friends because I have such dear friends. I mean, we have dear, dear friends Mm -hmm. who went to landmark or who did, you know, like neurolinguistic programming or any of the things. And then they would like try to bring that wisdom to me. And I was like, I can't talk to you until you stop talking about that. Like I can't be your friend if you're telling me that I just need to break the pattern or whatever the fuck it is that you learned at landmark. Like I just know that in myself like I have such a resistance to that kind of like self-help delivered knowledge it has to for me be lived experience in order Mm -hmm. for me to understand things about myself I just can't read books about it but I do listen to it from you and I feel like I do receive help from you when you say that kind of shit thank you like don't boil the ocean do something for 66 days and check that box like I'm gonna start tomorrow (laughs) I am honestly that's it no that's great I also maybe I think no I believe also that it's not my place to put something on someone else i don't lead with that stuff right you know what i mean like that it's like i if you want to know who i am and what i do i am all over the internet i've got instagram twitter i write on medium i've got a podcast i'm like i'm super social all that stuff yeah you want to get an inkling of who i am you were just named uh, one go. of the most influential, um, <laughs> you have to say it because I can't remember the title, but like you're Global fucking... influencers for SharePoint, which is a Microsoft technology yeah. for the year. Yes. Yeah. yeah. One of the top global fucking influencers. Yeah. You're yeah. out there. Yeah. So you can sort of get a glimpse of who I am. People tend to come to me like, or find that I'm a friendly ear or... I, I put that out there, right? I, I do, and maybe, and maybe that's it, that I'm not, let me tell you about my la la la, you know? Right. And it's more of like, it comes up in conversation because we're talking about stuff. Well, and that's such a position of power. Like Mike and I have talked about this where you like, if you, you go to a party and you kind of like just hang out in a corner and allow people to come to you, that's yeah. like a very that's fun. strong mm-hmm. move. Love it's super it. fun. I, it, it's all <laughs> a grand experiment, y'all. Like we're in the biggest laboratory that you could ever be in and just kind of like being like, what happens if I do this? Yes. You know, yeah. it's really fun. And not to fuck with people, but to, but to just be like this human condition that we're in is so interesting. And what happens if I do X? That's it. You're you such a, yeah, you are like a laboratory scientist because ever mm-hmm. since I've known you, you've been doing that exploration through theater, through your words, through writing. And then honestly, like we've gotten high together and like run around at Burning Man. Oh, yeah. And that's, that's the biggest experiment yeah, yeah, in yeah. a lot of ways. It's Completely. not just about like having fun. It's about like revealing universal truths to yourself through psychedelics or oh, whatever the yeah, fuck it is. Completely. You know? Well, I think, I, I think it might've been actually the first time I did acid was with you. And it was during that, 
uh, so the Miss Black Rock City pageant. Yeah. Remember? Oh, and you can like, never forget right? that. The first, your first Black Rock City pageant, you know, Stacey Katz uh, <laughs> puts on this pageant. And well, this year we were there watching. <laughs> Fucking God. Hilarious. This woman, and you have to have a talent, right? So like, what's your talent? And then Special you dress skill. up and yeah, your, your soft skill, I guess, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not some crazy yeah, shit. Yeah, some crazy shit. Well, this one woman was like, she was in this like crazy like bug outfit. You remember like with the biggie stilty things and whatever. And she was like, um, I'm a gynecologist and my talent is going to be to give someone a pap smear on the playa. Can I have a volunteer? And we're and all there's like, like a dust storm starting. Yeah, and there's the like background. it's like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like fucking. Dust. And we're all like, holy balls! It's okay, like ten degrees. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. We're and all on and acid. of course, you know, somebody's like, pick me. Hell yeah! You know, and we're all just like, oh my god! And like full on, you know, spread the yep, and all. yep, spread the river and. Ooh. The whole nine. So yeah, that was um, one of many crazy experiences out on the playa that we had. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, just life's big laboratory. You your lab coat over there. Uh, yeah. What happens now? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Is that when the floodgates to this jet-setting, helping shift the world towards good? <laughs> like, did it all happen from like a key stone like that, or was it? putting in a lot of fucking work and writing a lot of shit down. Uh, it was a little bit of both. I mean, I think, you know, because I was in production for such a long time, you know, so I've been, like, producing other people's things for a really long time, right? That's so tricky. Yeah. Oh, that's so fucking tricky. Yeah. And I got sick of it. I got sick of holding jackets. I got sick of, uh, like, people being like, oh, my God, I got to wait for you to fuck somebody until, so I'll make sure you get to your session. And, like, just all this stupid stuff that I was just like, I'm so tired of being that, you mm. know? And... All of a sudden, a company was like, hi, do you want to be our global SVP of marketing for our company? And I was like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> I get to do that out of New York City and go all over the world and do global things and be awesome? Yes! And so that kind of was a trajectory that changed things for me that made me into an executive, mm-hmm. if you will. And I was now giving someone my jacket. I, I never actually did that. But you know what I mean? But in in a way, that was an interesting shift. Yeah. But I like the idea of you going back to your car to go get a jacket just to give someone on yeah, principle. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, really. Could you hold this for me or whatever? You know? <laughs> and um, I think I was at Life... So Life is Beautiful. Yes. Life changing. a big thing in Hell your yes. lives. Yeah, and that's where we kind of like hung yeah. out for the first time and became friends was... Yeah, yeah, right. Life is Beautiful. So I went to the first one way back um, when it started and I read about it um, because the the founder who had the heart attack and just started the whole thing because he wanted to Oh my god, I didn't even know life. that story. That's oh, yeah. amazing. Yeah. I'm and I believe Makes it was sense. a heart attack anyway, but it was it was he had a he had a medical thing and he came up and was like I um, life is beautiful. I need to get out of this stuff and he talked to um, the CEO of Zappos uh-huh. which is downtown there as well and they came together to Break, you know, build life is beautiful. It's the shit. So um, I was with another friend of ours, Ariana, mm-hmm. who goes to Burning Man and who worked with me as a maven for years and years doing Microsoft work. And um, we went, so it was, we were supposed to do a site visit for uh, a big club party. So we were going to see Tao and a couple other places because we were throwing a big party for one of our clients. And I said, hey, I said, check it out. I was like, life is beautiful. It happens to be on the same weekend. I think we can go do that site visit. What do you think? She was like, yeah, okay. So we totally were like, let's go down, do our site visit, and we'll stay for our life is beautiful, right? And walked into this place, and it was a bar, but it was also one of the venues. And uh, sat down, and we we're hanging out, and we we're hot as hell, and we were just like, oh my god, this is awesome. And all of a sudden, behind us, I hear this, hello, my name is Brad Sugars, and I am 42, and I have, well, probably about 45 birthdays, Thanksgivings, Christmases left in my life. What should I do with them? And I was like, what? (laughs) Yeah. And I was 42 at the time. Uh And I was like, I turn around. There's this dude on stage. There's nobody in here. There's like four people. And he's like, yeah. He's like, you know, I'm in my 40s. And if I have the life expectancy of man, I've got about, about 45, maybe 48 left. Was I happy for the last three or four? My birthday? Thanksgiving, these important moments in my life. Were you happy? Were you with who you wanted to be with? Were you doing what you wanted to do? And he was like, and you know, I have like 15,000 blah, blah, blah days left or whatever the math was. 
And I'm sitting there and I was like, my face just like, I was like, nobody did the math. I haven't done the math. <laughs> nobody, I haven't done the, I don't, what the fuck? Like, yeah. and that moment, Mike, was the one where I went, I'm not happy. I haven't been happy or not as happy as I could be. That was the moment. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. wow yeah. Wow. Do Fuck. the math. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Like you sit, you take your goddamn iPhone out like right now and go, you know, years times days times how many you got left. If you're fucking lucky, right? It's like if you wait for a terrible thing to happen to have you go, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I think maybe this is needing some change. I mean, you know what I mean? It's it could like, just be Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's the, I think sometimes it's the mini moments or the like micro moments in our lives too. I'm super interested in that. And what are the teeny weeny little dealios that happen that actually change us? Those moments in your life where you're like, you gloss over, you don't even remember, but that like are a pivotal shift. Absolutely. You mm. know, um, there's a great musical um, by Sondheim that's called Merrily We Roll Along and it goes back from a couple that uh, is divorced and it goes back and it shows you backwards the moments right that led to it fucking heartbreaker Ooh, death by a thousand paper cuts right? yeah, yeah. yeah. all and, the tiny things yeah and it's like when you start looking at your life and thinking about those things I think that's why journaling is so important yeah. and why sort of recording what's up and thinking about some of that stuff, not just the big stuff. And know? radical honesty, honestly. I mean, what you know, you're, you're saying about, you know, it destroying relationships when you just tell people, even just tiny lies, like just tiny things. Mm-hmm. I had a very important relationship in my, my life. My Scott, who yeah. I was with yeah, for yeah, a long yeah. time, who Heather knows. Yeah. And, who's a darling. Um, yeah. It was an amazing, wonderful person who mm-hmm. I'll love forever, yeah. you know, as someone who's very important to me. But it was really funny, like when we ended up at the end of our relationship, he was like, I'm so angry. And I was like, holy shit, I had no idea. Yeah. And it was really interesting that we could only say it to each other, you know, at the end of something. It was like, oh, if we'd been able to say this in the middle of it or at the beginning, it would have been mm-hmm. maybe a different story or maybe not. But it just really showed me like, don't tell people lies about how you feel, uh-huh. you yeah. know, and maybe that will help you remove the toxic people from your life too, because it would be like, you're not worth lying to or telling the truth to. Oh yeah. Well, and people don't tell people the truth because they're like, well, they can't handle it or they won't be able to like... Or they'll be mad at me. Or they'll be mad at me. Yeah. It's so important or to be liked. Whatever. It's I know. So, it's I, so I'm important. an approval junkie. Yeah. 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 No, we want to be liked. We, and we also don't want conflict. We have enough bullshit in our lives that we're like, oh my God, if I bring this up, this is going to be another fucking half hour and I'm hungry and I want to just like hang out or I want to go play soccer or masturbate or whatever the fuck it is I want to do. And like, do I want to have this conversation about how if you pile one more thing on this pile and don't fucking pick it up? And put it away, I'm gonna rip your motherfucking face off. Mm-hmm. Fuck. But oh man, it is it feels really good to explode. And totally. I I've I like, especially in high school, like just going through puberty and not being able to understand a lick of who I am and what's going on. Mm-hmm. The joy of getting in the cycle of pressing everything down and then exploding mm-hmm. and getting in that repetition yeah. feels great. It oh, feels great because really? you're well, yeah, because you're heard in a way that you're not heard otherwise. If you're just handling shit on a level right. of handling it all the time, you don't get the type of attention you get if you aren't yelling at the top of your lungs, mm. right? You know, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's positive it's, reinforcement and negative reinforcement, and they're both just as juicy. Mm, ooh, yeah. Well, there's something I think mm. when a, when you're a dude, honestly, like you're seen as kind of like hot and dangerous if you if like you're a little bit explosive and a little bit. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the fact that you know you might throw a punch makes you more attractive mm-hmm. whereas women have a different experience and like you're not cool if you blow up or explode oh, if yeah. you're just like the you're sweetest. emotional yeah. and you're hysterical and if you happen to be a black woman you're an angry black woman yeah like you it's know, so fucking but, like the fucking yeah. trump is in the fucking white house and everyone was like we can't have a woman in the white house because she's too emotional he's like a fucking child raging toddler mm-hmm. all the time yeah. and, but also in, inexcusable because he's not a toddler and people right. are like forgiving of his behavior because they're like well he's just whatever anyway i don't want to go on about him yeah but it's a different thing when you're a guy you can have a wild volatile emotional life and people won't see it as a 
a bad thing sometimes. Yeah. But what, I, no? Oh, please, I'm sorry. I, I yeah. think no. I, with Mike, I think for me it's funny because I like I my family was very explosive. My my I've got the Polacks and the Germans and everybody was like swearing and it was about the goulash and mm-hmm. Ed, if you don't like my goulash, piss on it. Blah, 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 you know that yeah, kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. And and so I kind of grew up that way. And then my relationship with my ex husband was very calm, and we didn't really fight like that we just didn't you know we had a very equitable relationship and Mm -hmm. I think I tended to like bring other men into my life that were like business colleagues and stuff where I had more of that like kind of thing because it was like you need that though too yeah yeah um you kind of that yin to your yang in a way and but there is something to letting it out right and figuring out how to let out emotions and if you're mad and all of that stuff I just find sometimes that it really I want to do that more than I maybe should but then I'm like, well, I should be forgiving and I should figure out, you know, being great gratitude and all of that stuff. So it's a push pull with me, too, because sometimes I just want to smack the fucking shit out of somebody and be like, listen, you lied to me and it hurt my feelings and you suck. Like, you just suck. And the problem is, is that maybe I have to work with them or they're this. And so I kind of couch and I'm like, OK, well, maybe I shouldn't do that because, you know, we're going to see each other. And what's that going to be like? And then I'm like, well, fuck it. If you aren't a nice person and you lie to me, get out of my life. Yo. You know, if yep. you're not a nice person and you lie to me. Yeah. Get out of my life. Yeah. Ooh. You know, yeah. and that's hard to to get the bravery and sort of and ovaries to do it sometimes and be like done. You know, it's not easy. And I think that's a lot of the stuff about even this personal brand. It's like not letting people shit on you. Mm. And um, I just wrote a piece about sashaying away from people, speaking of RuPaul. And I was really angry about someone that's a colleague of mine who just will not stop talking about me. And is it's, it's jealousy. I know that. And it's annoying. But I was like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I bring light to the world. I know that. I'm a light worker. That is my job. I think that that's part of what I'm supposed to do while I'm here on the planet is bring light and bring light to other people. Lamplighters. Yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. Lamplighters. Light it up. You yeah. know, and that's that comes from Burning Man too. You know, lighting things up, burning yep. them down, building something, lighting it up, burning to the ash and rising again, the phoenix in its greatest form, you know. So I just, but empowering people to be able to do that kind of stuff when they're at work too. Like in your own personal life as well. And I think they blend. I don't believe in work and life as a two different things. It's all the same thing. It, it, you know, like work-life balance. You need to just have balance. Ooh. You know? So okay. I, anyway, that's what I think. And I, another colleague of mine, Duck, says that too. And I really appreciate that from him. And mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. So like, how do we find that? And uh, that piece of like, get the fuck out of my life. I'm grateful. And, you know, being authentic. <laughs> it's a lot <laughs> and the thing is though what's great about it is it is a lot but hopefully you do that with your friends like a mary jane does that you do that with me and i you know getting to know we do that for each other for too. sure 100%. and that's to me the best thing you can do in your life is like develop deep fucking awesome friendships if you weren't doing that stop right now Go do that or make sure you're doing that. Because if you don't have that, you're doing it alone. And that to me is an end game that you don't want. You know? Because everyone's like, corporations aren't people. Corporations are corporations. But mm. the people you're talking to are real people, mm-hmm. genuine people with feelings. Yeah. And so when you're up there and you're giving these speeches, is this one of the things that you're addressing that people just need to be reminded of, but also be inspired to aspire to be? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think, I believe that, you know, so I talk a lot about technology as well. And I'm like, here's how to use Microsoft Teams. And here's how to do chat. And here's how to, you know, like put a, a new file up here. And that connects to SharePoint and all of that. So that's part of what I do as Boy, well. Boy, I bet we could see Trump's taxes, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I can find anything on the internet, actually. <laughs> that's a whole other story. Um, <laughs> Don't fuck with Heather is the name of this episode. Seriously, do not fuck with her. She will come for you. I'm cute, but I'm sneaky. Um, <laughs> long game. It's about the long game, everybody. But Seriously, um, she's taking people out for me. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> Um, (laughs) so, but I think, uh, I talk a lot about humans in tech and human to human. And, um, I think we forget that. And especially if you have a business and you're building products, 
you know, sometimes you build in a silo or in a bubble, you know, and you're not really thinking about like, oh, you know, the user interface should be like X, Y, Z and all of that. And so there's some of that stuff that's the techie geeky stuff that I love. But I do think that um, from a business perspective, a lot of this stuff needs to come from the people who own the business from the top down. Mm. And it's about understanding that, you know, yes, there's businesses started that are like, I want to make a bunch of money. Well, that's great, you know, but it's also, there's also another reason why you started this business. You were passionate about Hot Wheel cars when you were eight or whatever it is that the business is, right? So not losing that passion for what it is that you started for and sharing that with the people that work for you. So that they understand why you get up out of the bed in the morning and have started this business and do your job, right? So it's about being brave. It's about being vulnerable. And it's about telling stories about who you are. And I think that businesses that do that with their employees, diverse and inclusive places to work, people are more productive. It's There's there's data on it. You know, when a CTO is like, I don't know why, or a CIO was like, I don't know why we would pay for, you know, someone to come in and give us a workshop about how to kick fear and toxicity out of the workplace. And it's like, well, you know, your people will be happier. You're going to look like you're a leader and they're going to be more productive and you will be happier too at the end of it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think it's, it's hard because we forget people are humans and that we're emotional and that like men are really fucking sensitive. Love y'all, but y'all, yeah. you know, like, and the, the, like, I don't know, it's jumping to sort of like, I, I say that patriarchy, if you want it sort of male, female, yeah, we were talking about it 20 minutes ago. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like well, your timing is incredible. <laughs> patriarchy is a system that keeps men down and makes them think that it's women that are keeping them down in part. Yeah. Right. Well, and patriarchy has no gender. Right. So, and John Erickson said that to me, who was on uh, my podcast from Planned Parenthood. And I, I agree. And I've heard that before, but he said it and it stuck with me is that, yeah, it's genderless because what you just said is exactly right. It's not that, you know, it's men keeping women down. It's that we have then because of patriarchy and because it's been around a long time, we've decided that men are supposed to be a certain way and act a certain way and treat us a certain way and that it's okay. Um, I'm just going to have a bite of this ice cream while oh my we're God. talking because it's melting yes. and maybe we should have started with this, but I'm listening to you talk about all it's this. It's okay. Can like, I just say bananas pasta? I need to have a bite of this ice cream. <laughs> this is a great idea right now. Okay. So oh my goodness. We're all having some bananas this pasta. This is ridiculous. And is this also a moment where I can switch uh, topics a little bit sure. and ask you about RuPaul since we've mentioned RuPaul a couple of times <laughs> already? Sure. Mm. Yes. And I can't believe it's taken us this long to get to it because... Mm. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you just need to tell the story because I don't even really know what it is yet. I just oh. got a fucking crazy text from you. <laughs> like well, last yeah, week. Yeah. We were like, okay, you know how I went and saw RuPaul recorded. Anyway. Yes. Uh, okay. Okay. This is fucking delicious ice cream. I, um, well, I've just written an, an article where I reference RuPaul. I know. Sashay away. Yeah, about toxic people. And yeah. I love RuPaul. So anywho, I was, I'd written that article and I was going to Drag Race, uh, Drag Race, Drag Con here in LA. So RuPaul does a Drag Con, which is a big conference that's been going on, I think, for God, five, seven years, maybe. I was searching around for like what to do, who was where, whatever, what queens I wanted to see, and wanted to go back and see a bunch of vendors that I love and get some wigs and lashes and whatnot. So, because um, <laughs> you know, give us some glitter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> boom. Yes. Yep. Yes. And so, yeah, so I was on Twitter, and like I am to do, yeah. and saw. RuPaul's show, come be part of the studio audience. And I was like, what is this? And I was like, okay. So I went and checked it out and there was a form and I filled it in and I was like, it was like, pick some dates. And I was like, cool. I did it, forgot about it. I think I must've been going to New Zealand, I think at the time. Anyway, I was somewhere, boop, forgot, whatever. So, um, I come back home and they're like, uh, we picked you to be in the audience for the 28th. And I was like, sweet. It was the only day, literally I was home from New Zealand or Vegas or wherever the hell I was. And then I did, I can't even remember, DragCon. And then I had, and it was Memorial Day. And then it was a Tuesday. And then I was leaving again for London. Who I don't knows? know. Whatever, Madagascar. Somewhere. Madagascar. Yeah, yeah. yeah, totally. I'm all like. The North Pole. Botswana, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was trying to think of the places like furthest off I've never been, but whatever. Yeah. Real. Katmandu. Um, <laughs> Machu Picchu. Okay, anyway. Um. So uh, I was like, cool. And I decided to go and I got all dressed up and wore a red sort of Diane von Furstenberg wrap dress, red oh. lips, red flower in my hair, red baby doll shoes from Betty Page. 
and a cape because it was cold. Um, so anyway, a, cape. <laughs> I did, a black cape and I had a bag full of stuff like my shoes and water and everything. Cause if you, I don't know if you've ever, you, you do TV. So like, you know, like tapings take forever. Um, so you get in get to the studio and they're like, Oh, by the way, um, when you come in, you are going to walk, uh, the runway to get to the audience to sit. Rue makes everybody walk the runway. Yes. Okay. And they're like, oh, and by the way, run, uh, when you run across there, Rue picks a sleigh of the day. So make sure you work it. And I was like, oh, okay. So I'm like, well, I got my bag and I got my coat. I was like, because they'd said like, wear something, you know, cocktail-y and a small purse. And I was like, that's not happening. So <laughs> mama needs a shit with her. So anyway, so I'm like, okay. So I was like, okay. So I get to mine and I'm like, I keep my cape closed over my red dress and I do a reveal. And I'm like, whoosh, you know, and reveal. And then I kind of throw it back and I've got my bag behind me and I kind of work it down the runway with, but it was still a little clunky, I would say, with okay. the bag. So. All right. Anyway, I sit, tape the show, that's a wrap, great. PA comes up to me, production assistant comes up to me and says, hey, love your red dress, you look so nice. I was like, thank you so much. And they're like, well, do you want to stay for the second taping? We, you know, might as well if you want. And we were like, I was like, all right. I'd taken an Uber to Burbank from Marina Del Rey. So and I was like, hell yeah, might as well, right? She's Fuck like, yeah. get some food, da-da-da-da, sit. And I was like, okay. I sit, she comes back to me and she says, oh, by the way, we really like your dress. Maybe um, after all the new people come in, we'll have you come around and walk the runway again without your bag and your coat. And I was like, okay, sure. She's like, we'll let you know. I'm like, all right, cool. So everybody starts coming in, everything. Nobody says anything. I'm like, okay. It's TV, whatever. Maybe they forgot, just don't have any time or whatever. And then Rue comes out. And like, hey, everybody, what's up? You know, how's it going? Yeah, yes. somebody here. And she's like, here I am. And guess what? It's now time for the slay of the day. We're going to pick the person who slayed the day on the runway. And you know who that is? You. Uh... You in the red dress with a red flower in your hair. Get on up here, slay. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> nearly wet my pants i was like I, i'm sure you'll see the look on my face right so i literally she's like get on up here and i'm like okay so i go up i'm standing next to rupaul who first of all like huge icon huge i'm just i'm a little starstruck a bit as well and she is tall yes i mean when you say glamazon this big and I mean, you're just like, okay, you know, like yes. I'm 5'11", you know, and I was like looking up, right? So arm around RuPaul, microphone in my face. Girl, you slayed that runway. What's your name? Heather Newman. Where are you from? Los Angeles, Marina del Rey, blah, blah, blah. Local girl. Oh my God. Girl, you ready to slay that runway one more time? You got one in you? And I was like, yeah, you bet. She's like, all right, let's do it. So she leaves the stage. I turn around. I walk to the back of the runway and I whip around and... Walk the runway again. I don't even know what happened. Fuck yeah. Ooh. All I was thinking was, don't fucking fall. Don't fucking fall. Don't fucking fall. <laughs> yes. You know, like, oh my God. And I think I spun and whatever. And then I went and sat down and I was like, oh, did that just happen? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. You know? Uh, yeah. And then they were like, come down and uh, at the end, uh, we want you to take some pictures with Rue. And so I took pictures and had a moment, talked to him a minute. And uh, yeah. And then I was like, the PA, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And she was like, I could tell you. And I don't know, just, you know, we, I wasn't sure. Rue makes these decisions. And I'm glad you stayed because you were the sleigh. And, you know, we liked what you did and wanted to see you because you knew you had it and you had to do it. You know, blah, blah, wow. blah. And I was just like, you. And she's like, fun, huh? And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah. So RuPaul's new show is a talk show. And they're doing a tryout for three weeks. So they taped for... Um, uh, let's see, 15 episodes, and they had all these amazing people on. Paula Abdul was on the other day, and yes, and it's every day here in LA at six, uh, six p.m. on Fox, and they're doing New York, LA, Charlotte, Minneapolis, Houston. It's a tryout to see if it'll get picked up. So hopefully, people are if you are you know like like yeah. yay and social and all of that good stuff about it, and it's lovely. I mean, um, Rue is dressing um, in suits, so mm -hmm. is not in drag. Um, and is very much sort of doing it that way, mm -hmm. which is such an interesting. Well, it's fucking exhausting. Flip. Like drag, drag is oh tiring and takes fucking time. And yeah. I don't think I even realized how much time it takes until we talked to Laganja or like yeah. any. You know, oh, if you talk to a performer about like what it takes to get ready for a party, it's like 
four hours. Yeah, it's bananas. So, I, yeah, yeah, like so, now that RuPaul is, mm, you know, like ascended to the you know pinnacle that yeah. RuPaul's at. I just hope it gets picked up because yeah. what I love about it is it's it's so real. And it's not, it doesn't, It's I know it's scripted, but I like, I, I say this in presentations about Ru because like my trifecta is Maslow, Ru, and Brene Brown, mm-hmm. is that she is one of the most authentic people on the earth, I believe, because she lives her truth. Yeah. And the whole talk show is about everybody say love. Mm. And it's about that and calling bullshit on things and talking with real people, stars, but also real people. And I, I just, um, I admire her so much and I feel like... Fuck yeah. So Fuck yes. I'm be on the show. Yes. Fuck so yes. I'll be Your on. life is so I, cool. <laughs> I just, I still can't believe it. I was like, did that just fucking happen? And yeah, my gays lost their shit. Hell yeah. Yes. <laughs> Miss H on RuPaul. Miss H on RuPaul. So yeah, I'm on episode like eight or nine on the 20th or 21st, depending. Mm. It so. will have aired when this, by the time this dropped. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We will be posting pics. Yeah. And they, they put them on YouTube. So they, they, right after they're putting them on YouTube, so you'll be able to see it. see it. I know. I was told, I'm totally like, so oh my god! I hope. It was. I was like, and then then you're like, how was it? Was it okay? Did I do okay? You know what I mean? Because you're just right. like, oh, and people are like, no, you signed it. It was awesome. But I'm like, are you sure? Yeah. I, want, I want details. It you was know? great. <laughs> Can we go again? We should go again. Yeah, yeah, I need yeah. that camera yeah, to zoom right. in here. Bro, could you get back up there? Come on. <laughs> yeah, back like, to one. Totally, yes. totally funny. So yeah, that was fun. So fucking awesome. I'm yeah. I'm kind of over the moon excited awesome. how are we doing yay yay <laughs> i'm so fucking excited do we, we have time for a couple more yeah no 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 i was just saying i, I was just thinking looking at the time because i know you have places to be <laughs> in everything you're talking about when it comes to like you doing your own personal work mm-hmm. you being incredibly honest for yourself to like reach the levels and be honest about what you want and you're realizing that your dream is coming true and you've laid out all of these steps to be in a place where you're traveling around the world um, shining light. Mm-hmm. So, what was it like the first time you went on stage to do a keynote? Mm, uh, awesome. I mean, oh really? But scary too, though. Like, I, being an I have actor training, right? So, I was a theater major. So, there's a bit of that. But it's but it's a little different um, with this with the because you're not you're you, right? Yeah. You're not putting on a character or a, you know somebody else's words. Like, well, we talk yours. about that a lot because yeah. Mary Jane, you're an actor. I'm not an actor. Like right. I, I can play different shades myself, and that just means sometimes I talk down here, <laughs> and sometimes I talk down here. You know what I mean? Like that's acting to right, me. Right, right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's very yeah. different when I see someone dip into a character. I'm like, yeah. oh, that's special. Yeah, yeah. I just, I really, I want to be real. I think my dad said something to me. He was like, "Honey, I think you're too honest to be a business person," mm. and I was like, which was a really kind of beautiful. Like I was like what the fuck? And then I was like, no, that's a compliment. You know what I mean? Yeah, what an awesome thing to say. And I was like, okay. So, but yeah, it is, um, the first time I did it, it was a a keynote and it was for a women in technology luncheon in, um, Oh goodness! It was in Stockholm. It was in Sweden. Uh, my God! For, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say something like Macon, Georgia, oh, and yeah. like, or something, and you were, they were like, Stockholm. "Oh, we're gonna send you to Stockholm." Yeah, yeah. great. Got it. <laughs> yeah, for the European SharePoint conference, that was like, like my first. I would say keynote, like big one, like that. Um, and I, it was a few, like a, I don't know, a few years ago now, and it was sort of at a time I think when a lot of things like you were talking about had happened in in relationship stuff and some other things. And so I was very, I think, very open and very, um, I will call myself brave about what I was talking about, you know, and I went, I went for it. I went for the vulnerability and I was like, let's just see what happens. And I had a really great response, you know, and I like, I, there's a whole section. It was so interesting. There was a section about Donald Trump. I can't even. I can't really remember what I said in it, but I did mention him mm. in it about like who wants to be like that guy. It was before he <laughs> was president. Just <laughs> funny. Um, and then just also like talking about narcissists, and that was something you know I've had that in my life, and that's hard. It's a hard one. Like I, they're like cotton candy. They love me. Narcissists love me. They're like, oh, I want your light. I want to take that light. I love your light. And I'm gonna. <laughs> Yeah, like, I love it, you know? And then I'm like, oh, you're telling me a thing I want to hear. And oh, my God, maybe you are super cool. And maybe you are an asshole this time. Yeah. <laughs> and no, you know? So <laughs> I really talked a lot about that, too. And I had people raise their hands. I was like, who is in a relationship with a narcissist right now? Yeah. Ding. You know? And like, and I asked, I, I don't like it when people ask you to raise your hand. 
yeah. in stuff because I think it's a little bit of a privacy thing, but I also, it is impactful. So I, it depends. I sometimes do it and I sometimes don't. But with that one, and I just got a huge response from it because people were like, wow, you're, you're so real and so honest about things. And, you know, my entire life doesn't get put on and into a presentation. There's things I don't talk about out of respect for people in my life that I care about and love still that maybe things are different between us but that's private right yeah. mm-hmm. but I can talk about things um in a way that's more general and honestly when I get angry about shit I write about it so anything you read really that I'm writing about ghosting belonging um sashaying away in toxic people and toxic workplaces and all that kind of stuff almost everything is because of a situation that I'm observing or that I'm in the middle of and that's the way I process because I feel like if I'm going through it, somebody else is. Oh, Hell like, yes. Hundreds of thousands of people are probably going through it. Hell yeah. yes. And if I'm having trouble with something. Yeah, it's so fucking valuable. How can I help? When I was getting out, out of my own like really toxic situation, which you were so close to me for most of, you know, and yeah. I was like, you know, talking to you about narcissism and all that kind of stuff. It just so helped that you were like open about your own experiences because that's the only way that I was able to feel okay about what I was going through is just knowing that. Um, I wasn't the only one because you feel so alone. I mean, that's yeah. the success of that kind of person is that they isolate you and they make you feel very alone. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, one of the biggest things like to be open and share about it is like so fucking healing. Yeah. And it's why I, I'm like all about talking about it. I you agree. have to, to yeah. help other people who well, might be going through their own situation. And with you, and sometimes it's like, it's the person that like with you, you were allowed to cut that person out of your life. Thank God. But other people... It's their mom. Mm. It's their husband. It's their best friend. It's their boss or whatever, right? Siamese so twin. Oh, that would suck. That Can you is, imagine? That is a suckerama. Oh, wow. my God. <laughs> oh, it's like right there. <laughs> There's actually a really great That's movie. That's big scissors. <laughs> oh, my God. There's a really... Got it. You're getting the biggest scissors in the world. There's a fucking amazing movie called... <laughs> How to Get Ahead in Advertising oh with Richard E. Grant, who was in yeah. Can You Forgive Me? And um, with Nona, anyway, but fucking, but he, where he grows a boil that then becomes a head that then oh takes over God, his that's head. Right, that's right. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's like a narcissistic boil that then actually grows into a whole person that's attached to him. It's fantastic. Wow. How to get ahead in advertising. Yeah. Yeah. That's nuts. Really good, maybe. I'm going to watch it. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I think with that whole thing, it is tough. And so it's not just kind of like, again, let's read a cute little quote and da da da. No, it's like, this is hard shit, you know? Yeah. Like self help, if you call it that, or motivation or diversity and inclusion. This stuff is hard. Humaning is hard. Yeah. You know, when people say adulting is hard, humaning is hard. Ooh, you know? I like that because adulting like, makes me cringe. I yeah. know. I just made that up and that's kind of fun. Okay. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, there you go. <laughs> I got the time code for you. Yes. <laughs> but it is. And and I think we do gloss over things and we hide stuff and we don't talk about it. And I think, you know, one of my things I love about our relationship is you and I do that. Not only do we share stuff that we're struggling with, but like, I love that we'll call bullshit on each other too. You know, oh, and, yeah. and I really appreciate that in my friends when mm-hmm. they're like, you're fucking up or I don't like that guy or, yeah, you know, and it's so important. And sometimes you're not open to hear it. But the fact that you have somebody in your life that's willing to do that is huge. It's huge. Huge, huge, huge. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah, you're you such know? a fucking disruptor, though. Like, I know. It's yeah. really, I do like that. It's, <laughs> it's so good. Well, she it serves it so to good. you with a smile. You can't say no. <laughs> Like, look at those baby blues. Look at those peepers. She can sell you anything. It'll be fun. I also do like the days where I just get to, like, come over to your house and kick it, and you'll bring out your, like, giant weed tray and be like, what kind of weed do you want? (laughs) You want to go to the beach? I know. Or the pool, I guess, in your case. The pool, yeah. I like the... I had to get a tray, because I'm like, I'm not a huge huge pet smoker, but I... It's but you're been a good a per- host. <laughs> I, I, I've always been an excellent host. That's yes. true. So it's very much for like, people who want weed. Yeah. You have all the weed. I do. Yeah. I have all the weed. Yeah, and it's easier to put it on. I have a tray that like goes up above like one of my kitchen cabinets, and so it's and it's also kind of a fun presentation thing to be like, let me take down the apothecary tray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and what would you like? Yeah. And we're like, holy shit! <laughs> and, like, and then then you have to stop them. Like my birthday. Oh yeah, that People was got insane. way too fucking high. That and was I didn't really know funny. everybody so much yet because I just moved here. Yeah, and they were like, uh, it was the Kiva as a the, the Kiva Kiva the, the chocolates. Yeah. Oh, those are. Oh yeah, and there was one one 
person who kind of like had I was like are you having a meltdown or what and then I was like oh you just got real high and you have no filter and you're saying some (laughs) fucked up shit you might not even remember this tomorrow and that's okay and no judgment but oh my god yeah there was a few people that ended up passed out at my house yes um it's like the civil war over there it was like new friends too bodies everywhere I was like uh hi good morning would you like some coffee what happened nothing well edibles happen yeah I know I was like you ate like 10 pieces of chocolate because you were like that's yummy you gotta be careful yeah Yeah. i know baja cantina has not seen a group like that in a long time so yeah (laughs) it was wild ordering tacos was pretty fucking hilarious so yeah we had some wild times we have had some wild times and we will continue to have wild times i think so yeah i think that's on the on the um docket oh you're gonna know me until you die sorry i know that i mean if you're planning on cutting me out of your life no no i'm excited to do more with both of you you know i love first of all weed and grub is awesome so let's talk about that for a second the podcast is rad and just how you were reflecting watching us like like i've gotten to watch you two in a new city and like you're blowing up dude did you i can't i'm not gonna say what just happened that thing that just happened yeah we can't talk about it look at me i'm a marketer and a published person i know that you're not about supposed to say certain things but like what the fuck that's amazing it's gonna be cool yeah yeah Yeah, and just and the and his home team just won the fucking stanley cup yeah yeah glazed is like that that piece i wrote i love glazed so much in my it's in my press kit Aww, yeah. Really? Yes. Oh, that's so cool. 100% yes. Aww. It was no question. Like, thank Aww. you for your write-up. You're welcome. For Absolutely. Real. Yeah, so it's fun. And yeah, I think, I don't know, to listeners, I think that's the thing is like having friends and colleagues is so important and watching each other and supporting each other and... Holding each other accountable. Yeah, holding each other accountable and being like, what the hell? And 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 also doing stuff like this where we're collaborating on things and and always, like, I, one of my favorite things about connecting people is being like, oh, you should talk to... Oh, I met this woman last night at this... Oh, so this other thing happened. So I'm now part of the Forbes Los Angeles Business Council. Oh. And uh, she was a weed startup and she was super cool. Oh. And I'll have to... Give connect, your stuff. But connect, that's like the connect. things that you're like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm always thinking, and I know you guys are too. You always yeah. like go, oh, Heather, blah, 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 you know? Yeah. And that's super cool. And that's about the hustle, but that's just about like being a cool person that it looks outside themselves, yep. I think. It, you know? it's, for me, it's learning to marry intuition with strategy because I've always mm-hmm. been like Ooh. 99% mm-hmm. intuition and no, 100% intuition. There's yeah. been no strategy in my life. And moving to... This city, especially, which is so full of strategic relationships, yeah. and not in a bad way. I've no, always, no. I was taught to think of it as a bad thing, mm-hmm. and I'm learning that it's not. If you marry it with intuition and honesty and integrity and all of the other things, yep. And you know that's part of what I've learned from Mike. Honestly, like you've taught me a lot about like just you know like kind of figuring out what you want and then going for it, which is like new to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as opposed ask, to just, just asking doing. the question. Yeah. Can I do this? Would yeah. you like it if could could I? Yeah. You know, like most of the time, it's like an unanswered question is the one yeah. that sits there and dies on the vine right so it's yeah. like okay or yeah is that right anyway mixed, mixed <laughs> metaphors big fan over here but yeah big you fan. know like i like the hustle and i like the being deliberate too yeah. you can be you can be deliberate and maneuver and do it in a way of integrity and honesty and all of that stuff totally. right like why the fuck would you not want more cool people in your life or to do awesome things or to have people ask yeah. you to do cool shit i mean yes and that's a duh as well yeah. right yeah it it's is like, it's, so always... it's like yes please the title of this podcast is no duh with heather newman <laughs> <laughs> oh we have my to God. wrap it up i think oh, okay right yeah 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 um, yeah where Plug everything in the world, please. Yeah, where can people find Plug you? everything in the world. Well, um, I'm on the all of the social rotties, the Twitter. Um, so for sort of me stuff, I guess, is Hedda, H-E-D-D-A, Newman, N-E-W-M-A-N, which a Czechoslovakian director could not say Heather back in the college days, and he would say, Hedda, please do it like you're looking through a milky glass. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that meant, but I did it, and it was excellent. <laughs> in a very dark play called Sorrow, Sorrow, Fear the Rope in the Pit by Carl Steigelwald. Christ. The Whoa. shit you do in college to be a theater major. Christ. Yes. Seriously. Um, and then uh, Creative Mavens with an S. It is Creative Maven, is the, uh, but it's Twitter. It's got an S on it. And then the Mavens Do It Better podcast is on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify and all that fun stuff. So those are the places... You can find me and on Medium. I write. Yep. 
Hell yes. And the Mavens Do It Better podcast is so great because you talk to just like leaders in all fields about mm-hmm. how they got where they where they are. It's fucking fascinating. So Thank everyone you. should give it a listen. Yeah. Um, You're a great listener, by yeah. the way. I, I think that when I think of a lot of people who, well, there's two things. One is when you talk about what you do, you mm-hmm. always say with people instead of mm-hmm. like, I talk, like you say it in a way that it's like community instead mm-hmm. of like, I talk at a bunch of people until they listen to me. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 And yeah, on the yeah. flip of it is you're a really good listener. There's Thanks. that empathy that it's like, ooh wee. There's mm-hmm. a, there's like a. <laughs> There's a, yeah, there's a tool in there. It's cool. I think of it as like there's some people who, have, you know, the, do you know the concept of the container, the Jungian concept of mm-hmm. like, you know, you can contain or be contained. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like you have like an expansive container. Like you can, mm-hmm. you, you, then that's why people come to you is because yeah. you can take a lot in. Yeah. And it's such a great feeling. Yeah. It, it is. It but is. I will also contain you when you need it. Oh, thank God. Because <laughs> I need it, girl. Mm-hmm. I know we all do. Sometimes. Gotta for be sure. in the flow. Yeah, absolutely. Gotta be in the pocket. Oh, my God. Can I talk about in two seconds? I know we gotta in wrap it up. But you're in the pocket, and all of your wonderful little, like, euphemisms or whatever that have come out yeah. of the show, I giggle so often. I'm all like, in the pocket. And I say <laughs> stuff to it. Or, that's spicy. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, it's so, like, your, your two, like, sayings that yeah. I have picked up, and I, and I find that I've been like saying them in my world now and I'm all like you know in that's the so pocket. in the pocket and you know that's oh you're super spicy or whatever oh my god and it makes me laugh and think of you every time I do it so Fuck yeah yes. good stuff this was a spicy one it was yeah. a spicy one <laughs> <laughs> it was a spicy one hell yeah and with that if you want to find us we are at Weed and Grub on Instagram and Twitter or weedandgrub.com on the internet and dm us write us a bunch of letters and give us five star reviews anywhere you get your podcast please we love it when people respond and write in so yeah yeah send in a whisk pick hot whisk picks <laughs> yo it's where my are they favorite at? big fat whisks <laughs> so good everybody thank you for listening bye bye bye